today the Vajrayana is being popular, that's very good, but Vajrayana is also being modernized. That is sometimes good, but not all the time. It's a comparative study on Majilabjun's life story from different Tibetan sources and her contribution on Jit tradition. Since 1982, meditation was defined in cognitive neuroscience and in psychological literature as relaxation response, in the sense that physical body goes into relaxation mode after doing meditation. The problem with this definition is that researchers conducted experiments only with Theravada practices, but never with Vajrayana. And um, it could be that, in fact, Theravada causes relaxation response, but Vajrayana does not. As separate events amongst academics on the one hand and spiritual conference on the other is quite normal, but to bring these two together is... Uh, extraordinary in my opinion. You were listening to speakers from the last three years at the International Vajrayana Buddhism Conference organized by the Center for Bhutan and Jainish Studies here in Thimpo. Kuzu Zangpo and welcome to Hello from Bhutan. I'm Namge Sam. The fourth international conference on Vajrayana Buddhism is just around the corner. This conference is taking place from the 1st to 4th October this year. It is expected to see the largest gathering of participants in the country since the pandemic. Speaking to me pre-event is Dashukarma Ura, the president of the Center for Bhutan and GNH Studies. This is the fourth edition. So we had uh, almost a decade ago the initiative uh, launched by the government of Bhutan to uh, bring in great scholars as practitioners and spiritual leaders to this country uh, to uh, debate on innovating Buddhism for modernity. So this, this is the general idea. But it also has a significance because Bhutan is the last Vajrayana nation in the world, Latasho. This was something you factored in as well. Yes, uh, in this regard, whether people agree or not, conceptually we do have certain responsibility to hold such activities not notwithstanding the lack of budget. As you rightly pointed out, we are a state with Bajarayana Buddhism that has remained institutionally unbroken throughout history. So we can say this as this goes back as far as the eighth century. Some can even say it has gone back, can go back as far as sixth century since the establishment of ancient Buddhist temple, which are extant today. So this is not a light claim because many nations are Buddhist, but they have gone through great changes. So there has been breaks and interruptions. This hasn't been the case in this country, and we must continue to be so in future. Our country has a culture and society that has been profoundly influenced by Vajrayana Buddhist ideas, arts, architecture, concepts, polity, uh, so forth. It's the biggest gathering we've seen post-pandemic, even before the pandemic, I think, in Bhutan. How is the Center for Bhutan Studies handling the logistics, the planning? How's it happening, Tashula? In a way, it is uh, self-gravitating because Buddhism, with its uh, very rich and deep implications on life, 
on politics, on science even now, speaks to the problems of modern world, uh, speaks to climate change, speaks to sustainability, speaks to happiness and well-being, speaks to ethics, you know, speaks to equality, speaks to even feminism, I would say. So it is a, f- a field which you do not need to promote too much. Thanks to the far-sighted people all over the world, it is quite global now. However, relative to our office's size, relative to the resources we have, the enrollment this year has exceeded any size in the past. So we thought uh, keeping in line with uh, how many people turned up last time, we thought it will be, less, let's say, about 100 foreigners. We advertised about six months ago, and uh, now 250 foreigners have registered, of which about 70 are Indians. The rest are coming from far, coming from some 41 countries, and in uh, some cases led by official delegations, such as from the Russian Federation, such as from Bangladesh, Nepal, India. So uh, 250 uh, foreigners uh, is relatively large, considering our facilities as well as the outlay of budget, very, very uh, tight. And in addition, more than 400 Buddhists have registered to attend the conference. So it will be a great interaction. And the speakers, uh, the largest number of potential speakers have registered. But we can only fit so much in four days. So unfortunately, although the speakers who are accepted only if they have original papers, original things to share with us that has not yet been published elsewhere, about 80 of them are going to speak. And because of the lack of time, we had to prioritize and some 50 could not be accepted. So this is the level of interest shown in this country. I doubt uh, there are um, big conferences like this where scholars are coming to present original works on this scale. And looking at the history that Bhutan has had with organizing conferences, unless you're invited and everything is provided for, people don't clamor to come in, Natasha, unlike this, right? I was so shocked when they're climbing the stairs and Natasha's telling me, oh, they're arranging everything themselves. Yes, uh, they have to pay their way here, which is very expensive, you know. Drukhar has hiked up the uh, airfare, uh, so uh, they're coming from far away, you know, uh, spending days on travel to be here to attend this um, uh, wonderful conference in a wonderful country, in a wonderful season. So uh, we are gratified with the response, and I hope that everybody will take away something new about Buddhism from this conference. Another thing about this conference, which is quite unique, is Dasho. Some people are flying in to just do the sessions and head back. La. Yes, la. I think uh, there is a probably a ambiguous perception amongst Bhutanese who assume that uh, most people come here to do sightseeing, doubling with the conference. But uh, it is quite clear that people are very busy and they are devoted to the conference. And they're coming only for the conference, to the extent that they're coming here, presenting and then flitting back all the way, traveling thousands of kilometers. So um, it's not true, you know. They're coming for the session only. 
not to do anything else, which shows the level of commitment as well as the level of importance they give to the conference. Tashu had mentioned innovation earlier while you were talking, and the past conferences have looked at that. I think the intersectionality of Vajrayana Buddhism, not just something that is practiced by a monk, but even in your daily life, how it is applicable. And the themes have changed somewhat, broad themes. This year, what can somebody look forward to if you're interested in the Vajrayana conference? Oh, the papers that will be presented, papers that will be also reproduced in the proceedings, almost uh, touch every aspect every aspect from the implication of Buddhism on daily life, which might be secular, you know, to rituals, to organizational matters, to AI, to reincarnation. Um, By the way, we are, in certain sense, very advanced society. We are very enlightened society by the number of tukus per capita in this country. So... uh, we have a lot of reincarnation lamas also attending here, which is a good sign. So there is also a paper on reincarnation politics, on what is the implication of Buddhism on AI. So many things on diet, uh, you know. So Yeah, yoga, of course, you can accept both physical yoga and mental yoga. If you see the range of topics, it is, uh, the menu is very wide. Everyone can fit in. Agenda is on the web, so they should uh, check the CBS uh, site and this will lead you to the agenda, brochures, the list of speakers, as well as the list of participants. All are there in the web. The website is putanstudies.org and you can find all of the information on the Vajrayana conference there. Tasho, something else that's really interesting about this and I feel like it's a resilient quality of uh, the Centre for Putan and uh, Genius Studies Despite the budget, you decided to cater food to the people by yourself, and it's something that I haven't seen being done for international conferences. I must uh, say that uh, the initiatives on this conference is blessed by the royal government of Bhutan and by the gracious approval of His Majesty, gracious support of His Majesty. His Majesty has personally endorsed this kind of activities for our country. However, this year, we have been also fortunate in being supported by International Buddhist Confederation. So all the high office holders of the International Buddhist Confederation, led by IBC Secretary General Dhammapiya himself, will be attending. So the extent of the financial support is about 5 million multram. Now, 5 million multram was based on the attendance of about 88 foreigners and a total of about 200 participants. But now the number is more than doubled. Duration is also extended because we can't fit that many speakers within three days, so it's become four days. So we have to now think flexibility of not contradicting public procurement but transcending it to make it even more efficient. So we have decided that we will now serve this distinguished guest by cooking here and serving them by our staff, selecting the wonderfully fresh groceries from downtown. So. Anyway, this is also a great skill building, you see. The issue of healthy food 
issue of ethical food will never go away, you know, never go away from this globe. So as, as Buddhist devoted to non-violence and striving towards compassion, we are very often Buddhist who eat a lot of meat in this country, but the vegetarianism is a very rising phenomenon in our country. Uh, so we've decided also for budget purpose as well as ethical reason take off meat. So we would like to serve extremely healthy food during this period cooked in the campus. I think that's wonderful. Vegetarian myself, Tasha, 25 years now. And it's so nice to hear because every time you attend conferences, the only thing you get is steamed vegetables that otherwise. So it's nice to know that there's a whole area. In. A brilliant team of researchers are now exploring the culinary world of cooking. You know. <laughs> I look forward to that. And if people have not registered, Tashu, do you allow walk-ins for this conference? La? Absolutely, absolutely. The registration is only for us to estimate the number of plates. You know, we need a lead time of three hours or so to match the number of attendants with the number of plates. But um, if uh, additional 50% come, this, uh, we will be uh, making allowances for that, you know. So everybody can just walk in for the session they like. There is a day program, but also there is, in the evenings, there will be teachings, there will be yoga sessions, there will be movies brought by the Russian delegation, for example, you know. And I'm also thinking that socialization should be very important. So we will also open musical sessions uh, in the evenings and night. And it's all going to be here, Tasha? It's all going to be in this uh, facility that uh, the previous government has generously constructed. There's been three really in-depth, very successful conferences in the past. What are your expectations of this conference now, now? My expectation is that this conference be perpetuated as a regular feature of our country. So it will be like kind of a spiritual Davos for this country, perhaps uh, taking place every second year and becoming a normal international feature of our country. After all, this is very necessary for us to offer the world a view of the future through this uh, window and perspective. And we have uh, massive institutions in this country, central monastic bodies, uh, great lamas and institutions. And the world will look forward to this if we keep it regular. And uh, in this regard, I'm also looking for sustainability of this activity in future. So we might need about 5 million to 6 million depending on how the inflation looks in the future, to do that. And therefore, I also appeal to great philanthropists to think about this. So for more information, please head over to PhutanStudies.org. The Center for Putan Engineering Studies is on social media, Instagram, Facebook, if you want more information. The conference is taking place from October 1st to October 4th. We hope to see you at the conference. Anything else that I should like to add? Yes, uh, I, I would like to say that uh, people are invited here for the conference, but uh, the temptation to see other parts of Thimpu and Paro will be very great, and that needs to be moderated, uh, however, in order to also let the foreign participants, especially foreign participants, to have a glimpse of our ancient capital of Punaha where the scene is very different, you know, as you know, this is semi-subtropical land compared to temperate Thimpu. 
but it is not far away this is the dramatic beauty of bhutan you know that uh, within 2 hours you will see many temperature ecological forest zones and with that varies little bit of ways of living also so uh, on the fifth day there will be also a trip generously sponsored by central monastic body and i think the foreign participant will also ha- have a teaching experience because one of the four great grand masters of the central mon- monastic body might deliver a sort of pith instruction over there but other than that i also think that this provides uh, a platform for bhutanese to meet uh, with scholars and practitioners from abroad and form bonds that they can look forward to building throughout their life this is a great uh, function of the cross uh, you know when a conference become a cross section it becomes a cross section for many things ideas friendship across lives so i like to hope that meaningful relationships are struck at the individual level at the institutional level and at the national level by no means these are small goals and if we can stretch towards uh, this kind of vision of our country's role in the world it will be extremely welcome and everybody including journalists like yourself uh, should uh, uh, mingle and co-mingle with all the participants thank you very much